Hello G.I. Joe Burgers, this is episode 114, I am Steven, and we've got the full roster once again. More than 30 points of articulation, Paul. <laughs> Robert laughing at Paul having only 30 points of articulation. Uh, Cujo in a modern frame of mind. Ooh. Foreshadowing. And I'm bringing double jointed knees to the party, because... We can all go through a few of those. All right, guys, <laughs> we did it for the vintage. We're going to do it for the modern era. Who boy, you thought we didn't have it in us, but you were wrong. G.I. Joburg is now dipping into the post-2007 world of modern era no-ring Joes to bring you our essential top 10 Joes, top 10 Cobras, top 5 Joe vehicles, top 5 Cobra vehicles from the modern era. My, my, my. You guys pumped? Are you ready? Ooh, I'm so ready. And, uh, and in the words of uh, early 50s, uh, episode 50s, Paul, shit's gonna get real. Because, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been a while since you broke that out. How's everybody doing on this fine evening? It's Easter Monday. Uh, we are kissing the weekend that was goodbye. Did everyone survive? Yeah. Yeah, there was tequila involved in mine. And I watched uh, Ready Player One. That's in, a new in... Easter tradition. <laughs> tequila and video game movies. Yeah, yeah. Were either of them any good? Uh, yeah, they were both very good. I, I enjoyed both quite quite a bit, although I must say I, I think I got into tequila too fast and needed to have a small nap for an hour, but then I was powering on through uh, afterwards. And Ready Player One was really great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I think it's because it's made for me, if that makes sense, like for people like me, and I, I, don't, I, I just found it super relatable. I think if it has one major flaw is that the film lacks um, a true morality. Uh, it's, it's difficult to, to glean the moral of the story from the whole thing. But uh, other than that, dude, it was like watching my toy collection go to war and video games mixed together in a movie. So, yeah, so that was pretty cool. So, I didn't get any Easter eggs. Like, I didn't get any probably Easter the eggs. first year. I'm very upset. Like, Wow. I don't know, yeah. I got just, <laughs> I just got to watch a movie, I'm happy. <laughs> Yo. Lucky. Did you get any chocolate? No, none at all. I actually know my grand gave me one of those little squishy chocolate eggs, but she's been giving me those for like a you know, like a week now, so <laughs> and, and that's not like a real Easter egg. That's like that's like an Easter egg warm up. You know, a real Easter egg is like a hollow piece of overpriced chocolate. I mean, that's what you wanted, right? Yeah, exactly. You wanted that big bunny that you you know, chomp its head off, decapitate really it. Cadbury eggs feel a little indulgent nowadays in this economy. Yeah, no, man. Like I, I totally get where Rob's coming from. I also wanted to decapitate a a hollow chocolate bunny, only to realize how empty my life is, just like the bunny I'm eating. And then I was like, hey, oh. emergency <laughs> change. Jeez, guys. To everyone who did enjoy their Easter, awesome, great job. G.I. Uh, <laughs> Joe Berg wishes you a happy uh, and very festive and uh, uh, hopefully family-filled or friend-filled long weekend. But we are now going to get into a very toy-filled 
podcast. Oh, yes. That's what you came awesome. for, right? 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 Right. Everybody has different needs. But, Stephen, before you get loose, it also fell on April Fool's Day. Is that a big deal over there? I... Well, not really. Our whole country is kind of a joke at the moment, so <laughs> it's just another day. <laughs> yeah, that, feel, that feels like uh, the right thing to say about it. It feels that way stateside, too. But I do have uh, April Fool's tradition. I did watch the musical Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Are you guys familiar with that? Oh, yeah, they only play that every Christmas. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah, so... I did that, but yeah, let's talk some toys. Actually, let me squeeze in a little Joe community, just a little bit. Joe Net, baby. Apparently, Joe Fest is going down in Augusta, Georgia. That's really all I know about it. That happens uh, April 21st. Um, but they had a, a Billy a Billy action figure, kind of like a Storm Shadow eye patch figure. It's pretty cool Ooh. looking. I don't know what they got cooking over there, but it, it looks pretty legit. So just wanted to uh, mention them. Steven, how's your Wild Weasel poll going, or your Strato Viper poll over on Facebook? Uh, I think it comes as no surprise that Wild Weasel has pulled away, not quite as dramatically as he did on Twitter, I might add. But uh, with a few days left to go in our poll, uh, it looks like Wild Weasel is going to comfortably take it. Hmm. Well, com- comfortably take it, Steven. Enjoy, brother. I don't know, bro. Like, does Wild Weasel have a shining moment outside of Showdown, which essentially is a stalemate? I mean, his first mission is to insert Firefly into a hostile situation. Uh, I think his build is like, if our expert pilot gets this saboteur to his target, the target's as good as gone. Both of them fail miserably and get caught by the shape-shifting... Swamp Dude Zartan, which well, maybe just mm-hmm, notches up mm-hmm. cool points uh, in, in, in Zartan's favor, but it kind of shows both of them up to being rather amateurish. Uh, whereas the Strata Viper, in his sort of debut appearance in Special Missions, he's a complete, well, he's an expert, but he's, he's absolutely Dick. insufferable to work with. Uh, there's a parable in that issue that is so compelling and so strong. And if you didn't have this very proficient but very antisocial and very full of himself character, it wouldn't have worked. Also, the figure design just speaks volumes. And hey, it could be uh, male or female in the Strata Viper uniform, which opens you up to a whole new plethora of ways of playing that character. I, I like that rebuttal. Nice job. Um I, I would say that if you do uh, buy the farm on this dogfight, it, it's actually Shakedown, not Showdown. But <laughs> I would say Twist the knife. <laughs> I would say that uh, you won't lose to my words, but you'll probably lose to Hamas because Wild Weasel gets respect from Wild Bill. Like you don't see too many file cards where somebody says, "Oh yeah, that guy's pretty good on the other team," you know. So mm. I think that's what kind of endeared him to at least the older fans, is people respect him from Joe's, you know what I mean? Well, I think I can hold my head high if I've uh, not conceded the debate to Cujo necessarily, but to the mighty Larry Harmer. Yeah, I can live with that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's good times. But uh, last thing about the Joe community, Dragon Fortress dropped a tweet, kind of aped the executive scene from uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Sometime in the future... 
uh, we should all do that scene with Joe figures. Like, of course, it's going to be Cobra Commander in, in uh, Darth Vader's place. But who's your bounty hunters and for what reason? You know? Yeah, that's all I got, Joe Community. Yeah, that's actually a cool idea. Is it just me or have I only just caught on to how dirty Wild Weasel's code name is? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, that might be a personal call, brother. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't this file code have a typo on it? Yeah. It might be the South Park generation. Who knows? Might be. I don't know. There's there's a lot of funny uh, code names. So, G.I. Joburg went about putting together a list of what each of us consider essential modern era action figures. What is a modern era action figure? Well, these were the new and current wave of construction that debuted back in the 25th anniversary, way back in 2007, 11 years ago. Man, makes you feel old. But with this construction, we had a greater degree of detail, of durability, of articulation. And the rubber sole was gone. No more perished O-rings, because these guys were no-ring figures. They came with tons of gear. They came in dozens and dozens of iterations. Body parts were freely interchangeable and reusable. Frank and Joeing happened left, right, and center, which can make the modern era a little bit of a headache to collect if you're just going for whatever catches your eye. Yeah. G.I. Joburg, in our wisdom, have distilled 10 Joes, 10 Cobras, and a handful of vehicles that we think was where the modern era truly shone. If you're going to only ever collect modern era figures, then... This, I hope that the, the four of us are going to give you a pretty good uh, foundation to build your collection on. But more importantly, try to give yourself a target um, for how you're going to collect these. So, uh, for example, if you want to chase Sunbow figures specifically, um, if you want to chase comic, uh, your favorite characters from the comic, then Modern Era offers plenty of variations. I don't know if we will necessarily pick uh, what are considered the best variations on technical terms, but it will definitely be G.I. Joe Book's flavor of, of the best, if that makes sense. Yeah, and for my part, I've tried my best to use figures in my list that are great straight out of the package. Yeah. With the modern era style and the sheer range of gear that you can chop and change between them. You know, in, in an era of removable web gear, backpacks, helmets, caps, holsters, sheaths, and interchangeable equipment, it's very easy to build up your own figure from scratch using a parts bin, and let alone the revolution that is Marauder Inc., uh, so the modern era has exploded in terms of options, but if you are getting toys in their factory spec, that's something that I've tried to, to, to keep pure. My modern era Joes are a hodgepodge 
of parts that I've kind of thought work best together. So I'm kind of looking at this more as a consumer, just like if I was to buy one figure and his assortment of gear, would that be the ultimate expression of that figure? We'll see. I'm thinking that, yeah. Any other uh, preliminary remarks, gents? Cujo, Rob? I would say that my list is comprised separate from the vintage. So, like, let's say you took some of our picks from the last one to heart. Uh, these are going to be completely uh, independent of those. There'll be no overlap. So I kind of went dark corners on this one, but characters that stood out and had a lot of character to them. Robert? Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Robert's ready. <laughs> so our lists are hidden lists. We did not give each other a heads up beforehand because I doubted that there would be too much overlap. The modern era cuts a wide swath, and you can really pick and choose whether you like a more classic approach to a character or a kind of a nouveau, uh, movie-inspired version of that same character. So there is less canonic Joe that is kind of made obvious um, than in the vintage line. So, (laughs) without further ado, I guess I'm going to crack it open. You guys can uh, chime in if, uh, if something on my list... Sounds or looks familiar. Hmm. Steve's modern era G.I. Joe figure essentials. City Strike Snake Eyes from Rise of Cobra. Don't be fooled. This is not a movie figure, even though it's on a movie card. This is actually the Snake Eyes that appeared in the awesome Resolute cartoon series. And he's unique because... He's a Snake Eyes in two-tone. He's got black combat pants and a gray bodysuit on top. Amazing gloved hands. And he's got that cool commando hockey mask, for lack of a better term. But it makes perfect sense as a combat outfit. It's sleek. It's sexy. It's a good, good build. Uh, He's a great figure. Comes with a sword, a couple of guns... And uh, some repelling gear, which you can take or leave it. But the figure, the base figure, is sleek, clean, uncluttered, everything you need from a commando ninja. Next up, 50th anniversary torpedo. Good (laughs) scuba figure. If you like underwater figures, you don't get a better expression of the G.I. Joe's premier uh, seal than this one. I don't own it, but boy do I wish I did. 50th anniversary gung-ho. Big, burly figure, perfect expression of this character. The vintage left something to be desired. The 25th anniversary version left something to be desired. This, gung-ho. You'll never want another gung-ho after you've had this one. <laughs> not on my list, but i got to agree with everything he says because I'm not a proud owner of one. Oh, and I fawn over yours every time I behold it and hold it. Pursuit of <laughs> Cobra, low light. Once again, probably the most perfect expression of low lights. He has removable goggles. You can see those pretty little eyes peeping out from uh, under his uh, blonde bangs. He has excellent articulation, only slightly hindered by his removable jacket, which is thick and detailed, and uh, it's perfect. He has a wealth of accessories, an absolute treasure trove. 
from a collapsible rifle that goes into his case to a backpack that opens and can store uh, bits and bobs, a knife that goes into a sheath, a radio, a cell phone. The guy's got a removable bullet for his bullet case. Uh, and that is the most easily lost G.I. Joe accessory ever created, I'm sure. I have no doubt about it. Many a bullet was lost into the carpet immediately after uh, this low-light figure was freed from his plastic prison. But you know what? You don't need that damn bullet to make this a standout and outstanding action figure. Duke from 2013, the Retaliation Duke, comes with a wealth of accessories. And if you don't like yourself a Channing Tatum head, guess what? This is the best G.I. Joe base trooper you could ever hope for. Uh, I wouldn't call him a green shirt. He's a sort of a desert style, but he is a perfect infantry troop troop builder if he wasn't so damn popular and sought after. But he's a fantastic figure with the most insane articulation. You can get him to do pretty much everything, and he looks damn good. That was actually almost on my list. That oh, exact figure. Oh, word. <laughs> almost. But uh, we do share um, the low lights on our lists. Of course, of course. Next up, Resolute Roadblock. Once again, for my money, the most perfect expression of Roadblock. He even comes with a cool gun to match. Uh, It's not his Mardus, but it's a damn fine substitute and can be worn on his back. He's burly. He's got an awesome skin tone. The head sculpt is off the chain. Many of us have settled on this as our ultimate Roadblock. Uh, I guess Mm -hmm. we haven't gotten a better one. Tiger Force Roadblock from the Collector's Club notwithstanding, though I do believe there have been some quality control issues. I don't want to start a scare, but yeah, he seems to have two right arms. Oh no, that sucks. I know what that's like. You know it. You know it. Conspiracies. Pursuit of Cobra Beachhead. Once again, top-notch gear on a figure that even in the vintage line, it was a bit of a weird figure. Great character, but the figure had a big head. Oh, man, I'm probably pissing off all my vintage uh, fans out there. But, you know, if you want a sleek, mean-looking, absolutely nasty, gonna-get-down-to-business beachhead, you need look no further than his Pursuit of Cobra version, which has an enormous armored vest with knife sheaths, with binoculars on it. You can attach his flippers to the back. He's a multi-role trooper. He's a hel- got a helmet with a gas mask, very like Stormtrooper-esque. But if you boil it all down, the base figure is fantastic in a very, very dark charcoal color on top. And an almost Tiger Force-esque <laughs> set of legs. But I don't mind. Yeah. I don't even mind his sock monitor. He seems to have a, a, a cable running from a piece of technology on his thigh, running into his ankle. Whatever. I guess he uses that to plug into uh, uh, locks and, 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 and electronic devices to, to kind of unlock them. Or maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But when it's not in use, it's monitoring his ankles. Isn't that sweet? Great figure. <laughs> and if you want an instant armory of weapons, yeah, you get an entire blister card full of guns and stuff. 30th anniversary lifeline. Wow. It's perfect. It's it's <laughs> if you if you had very little to no love for Lifeline, please consider this figure as a kind of a wild card of your own, because you pull off his helmet and all of a sudden this guy looks the business. I often joked he looked like the Terminator 1000, the T1000. Like he's just 
He looks badass. He's got this steely, cold, chiseled facial expression. Cool hairstyle. And the gear. Defibrillators, a stretcher, an IV. Man, if you want to play Dr. Doctor, look no further. Man, I'm taking too long, guys. Um, Take a breath. No, you're doing good, man. Keep it up. And then just because I I can't close the door on the 25th anniversary completely because we owe it so much. Two figures that I've retained from the 25th anniversary that I absolutely adore and no later iterations have ever surpassed have got to be 25th anniversary Scarlet. Yes, I know. Diaper crotch. You got to shave that down. But once you have, she is a very attractive, articulate <laughs> and and dainty but maneuverable version of the character. Scarlet shouldn't be heavy set. She should be nimble and lithe. I like the thinness of this character's mold, and I've used it very happily towards my purposes. She can achieve a two-handed pistol grip, and that's points in my opinion. And then 25th anniversary Stalker, because he is the best expression of that initial snake eyes mold, I'd say. And the best version of Stalker. I don't like Stalker with dreadlocks, so this is the best head sculpt, uh, the best body sculpt. He's kind of of a compact size. It was before the modern era started pushing the scaling of the figures. So he fits in most vehicles. He's got great web gear. The color is bang on. And if you do want to feel resonances of the OG-13, that Stalker and that Scarlet are your key elements. They were the most visually intriguing of the OG-13, and they're presented very, very faithfully and very well in the 25th anniversary. Whew. Okay, I want to take a break because I've been hearing myself way too much. Who wants to jump in with their Joe Top 10? I'm going to run in with my Joe Top 10 because it'll go quickly because there's some overlap, which is I nice. I doubt it. I doubt it. I think we should go for Rob. He'll, he'll rattle his off quickly. Oh, okay. You go, Rob. <laughs> Let's bookend the verbose ones with... Uh... But don't rattle yours off too quickly now. <laughs> <laughs> so, my first figure... Is snake Okay, so my top ten Joes that I recommend you get. Um, three of them actually are the same as Stevens, and that is Scarlet, Low Light, and Torpedo from 2007, 2011, and 2015, respectively. They're all fantastic figures, and as Stephen said, like with the first 25th anniversary entire box set, you essentially had to customize all of those figures, kind of give them a shave, and despite that, yeah, Scarlet is still absolutely fantastic. My choice for Snake Eyes is the 2011 Pursuit of Urbo Snake Eyes, which I thought was just amazing. I mean, he came with tons of cool accessories, and the articulation is really, really good. And he still has the cool kind of slatted look, you know, like the uh, the second original version, I think. <laughs> oh, he's got an interchangeable head. You can have commando or visor. Yes, that's why I liked him so much. So that, you know, you, you can get one figure and you can actually have essentially two different looks for him. So that, that's why I chose him. And then we have three, four figures, actually, from the Resolute lines, which came out in 2009 and 2010. <laughs> I just really like the general look of the Resolute figures. And, and in, in also in general, articulation was, was pretty good. 
and they came with cool accessories which were nice and interchangeable between them. They kind of had that cool silver and black look to them, which means you didn't have to have lots of accessories, but they came with just enough. So those four figures that are from the Resolute line are Duke, Roadblock, Sergeant Stalker, and Flint. And yes, Stalker has that kind of like dreadlocked look, but I just thought that figure looked really fantastic. And the the Resolute Roadblock is this big, chunky guy that just looks like Roadblock to me. And the Flint is pretty awesome too. Um, he, he's kind of a little bit more modern, but he still looks enough like his old version that um, that I, I quite like him. Um, and then my choice for Beachhead um, was the 50th anniversary version, which came out in 2014, um, version 17, according to Yojo. He's just fantastic. Um, yes, he doesn't come with his kind of balding... Um, kind of uh, receding hairline head, um, which is, you know, I never wanted to see that anyway. Very, very similar to, I think, the one that Steven chose, um, but not as chunky, and still comes with a ton of really cool accessories. Yeah, and he's then, more true to his original look. Um, yeah, no, I think yeah, so. The only, the only thing, and I mean, uh, it's actually funny you bring him up, sorry, Rob, but he was going to end up on my list and replace the other beachhead that I chose, the only thing that throws me off him, and it, it's because that gold star that they put on him, it's the only thing that got him off my list. That doesn't make him a bad figure. It's just it's the thing that kept him off my list. Otherwise, <laughs> if you want the most playable and uh, vintage accurate version of Beachhead, that is your, your man right there. Yeah, I mean, also he's from later in the line, 2014 as well. So, yeah. I mean, by then they kind of got a lot better at making the, the figures you know, really well articulated um, in general. And then for fans of uh, Predator, my final figure of my top ten is Bully from 2010, the Pursuit of Cobra Spirit. There are other ones that are a lot more kind of like realistic and um, more movie accurate, I suppose you could say, or there's even one that's actually quite accurate to what he looks like, I suppose, in the cartoons um, or his original look. But I thought this look was really interesting. It was a cool update. Because a lot of the ones I've chosen for my, my figures are kind of like interesting updates on the original designs, which is why I went for a lot of the Resolute figures. And Spirit is a cool update. And because he looks like Billy, it's pretty cool too. Now they just need to release a figure that looks you know, similar enough to Arnie, and, and I'll be quite happy. <laughs> uh, to Dutch, yeah. Technically, yeah, the exactly. dude from that line is supposed to look a bit like Dutch, and he does yeah. too. But he looks more like the dude from Contra. To me. Yeah, no, he doesn't look enough like Dutch. They, they, they missed the boat that day, I think. Yeah, so those are my top ten. So I'm quite happy that, that there was a bit of overlap with Steven. So. Good, because now there's going to be double overlap when I put out my list. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to rattle mine off, seeing as there's no uh, like reservation. Uh, Snake Eyes, the Pursuit of Cobra version... That's probably Snake Eyes version 5000. No, I'm kidding. According to <laughs> Yojo.com, it's version 54. Uh, or He's also got another version number because they re-released him. Uh, this is... Uh, there's not much else that can be said about him that hasn't already been said uh, by the entire internet. But this is the de facto Snake Eyes. Uh, he's got interchangeable heads, which makes him awesome. You can either make him more Commando or more Ninja, which is great. I think it's one of those versions of Snake Eyes that hasn't really been in the past. So, yeah, that would be a great one to get. The internet did produce a little bit of smack talk about him, though, recently. Oh, really? 
Oh, yeah. God. Well, he's got some soft goods on him, right? He's got two yes, elasticized yeah. straps that hang from his, his torso. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone was talking smack about the fact that, well, someone asked very legitimately, what are the purpose of those straps? And the overwhelming response was, no, nah, it's, uh, it's over-designed in that regard. Uh, that was just someone just thinking that would be a cool idea. Yeah, going rope life felt on it. Yeah, well, having any kind of loose strapping uh, dangling off your person in a combat zone is just asking for trouble. One very cool attempt at explaining it away was showing uh, guys with, uh, like, canine units in, in combat. I don't know yeah. if that's what they're really called, but uh, infantrymen with with uh, attack dogs or, or sniffer dogs on their person, they actually strap them on their backs using oh, cool. some looped straps. So when they're when they're when they're moving out uh, and they're sort of taking fire, the dog is protected by the soldier's body armor because the the dog's in the rear, and the soldier can often, obviously rifle his weapon because you know he doesn't have to have the dog up front. And the dogs are just chilling there. They're like, "Cool, this is part of the, part of the fun." Now I get to ride my owner. So you just throw timber. In. So you just throw timber in there, exactly. I I don't know, but uh, I I haven't actually tried it with mine. I should see if there's a way of of plausibly mounting timber, you know, basically riding <laughs> riding behind Snake Eyes' Tur- ass. The dogs up front. You just gotta go mount it. <laughs> um. But yeah, that was that was a weak and very very um, contrived uh, attempt at explaining it away. Everyone else was like, "No, nah, no, nah, that you you don't let your straps hang loose ever." You don't have to explain it in a way. Like it just adds interesting detail to the figure. It does like, add some visual interest. Yeah. It's so silly. Uh, I gotta overthink everything. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean that's what podcasts like us are for, anyway. Uh, Unsubscribe. <laughs> don't let that put you off, guys. It's still a very good figure. Before I carry on with my list, it is worth mentioning that the modern era is quite a technical uh, line of toys. Uh, Hasbro and its toy makers were doing fantastic things with these toys, and that's going to reflect in my list. So I'm not necessarily always going for cool characters. I'm sometimes also focusing on really great technical achievements, which make for a great toy to own. So if any of you guys are scratching your head as to why I chose this character or that character, whatever, that's why. Alternatively, with Snake Eyes, if you wanted a more classic look, there is version 67, but it's not on my list. I'm just putting it out there. Um, my next one is Jungle Duke. Yes, Pursuit of Cobra produced two fantastically stunning Duke figures, and this was so difficult for me to choose between the two because, honestly, they are both great. I settled for Jungle Duke. Why? Because in my Joe playthroughs, it's a lot easier for me to get away with a duke that looks outfitted in a in a more natural modern uh, styling. Uh, he's a little bit closer to five minutes in the future. Um, the more colonial marine-looking duke is really sexy, and I love it. But it doesn't integrate that well with the rest of the line. And Jungle Duke's just got a great. Well, they both got great face sculpts, but you you don't have a, a duke with a with a head strap, you know, with like a headband or anything. So that is definitely a figure you should own in your collection. And he's got some great weapons. Um, plus, you can stow some of his gear in his backpack if you want to, but it's loose, so it's going to rattle. Uh, the next one is, and this may surprise some of you, uh, Lady J, but the second release. 
Uh, I think they call it version 14 on yojo.com. This is not the one that comes with the five pack. Uh, this is the one that actually comes with the DVD set. And the reason I specify that is when you're looking for this on eBay, you might think that you're seeing double when you see this toy, but actually there's a small difference between the two. And the small difference is her cleavage. Yes, I know, Paul's a dog, <laughs> but here's the thing. Version 7 is what she is. has got more cleavage than the one that comes in the 5-pack, although they both shape a very similar, if not the same face sculpt, although I don't own both, so I can't compare the two. More than a handful is a waste. I agree, but guys... You know, in a line that plays it primarily safe as far as women go, having some exposed bosoms, I, 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 I'm not going to complain about, okay? Um, plus, she's got all of the gear. She comes with her spears and her stands. And I still, to this day, think that this is the best representation of Lady J ever made, ever, even above the convention-exclusive gray version that they did recently. Articulation be damned, this is a sexy toy and she looks sexy. Mm. By that you mean no no wrist articulation. Yeah, she's got no wrist articulation, unfortunately. The rude edit. The rude <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it's kind of a balance. We've got cleavage. so And she's got a bit of a diaper crotch, just for a heads up. Mm. No, I, I, I think that is a very misogynist view. It's not a diaper crotch, man. She's wearing a jumpsuit. She's wearing overalls. They're not vacuum-packed around her groin. Yeah, true, but I'm still saying it's still a diaper crotch, and what must be noted with the diaper crotch is that her legs are not going to rest forward easily when you want to put her into vehicles. So so does she have trouble keeping her legs together, is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. but guys, just 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 a, a, a small heads up on, on that. You know, if you do want to buy her to put her in vehicles and things like that, you might want to look elsewhere, but this I still think is the most aesthetically pleasing Lady J of the bunch. The next one, we've all said it. Low light pursuit of Cobra. A few things that my fellow Joe Burgers didn't mention is that uh, this figure has been released twice, three times actually, twice in the gray outfit. The second one was released as part of the 50th anniversary re-release. And um, the other is part of the Slaughter's Marauders uh, seven pack that came out uh, originally as a BBTS exclusive. Um, some things to note, if you do get the 50th anniversary and sculptors and eBayers are very well aware of this, the plastic quality is not as good as the original release. Uh, it's a little bit uh, softer, it's, it's slightly gummier. Also, the paint apps aren't quite as precise. If this doesn't bug you, if you're somebody who is a dab hand at um, some hand brushing or whatever, the paint apps are not going to bug you. The gumminess actually is kind of a feature and kind of a pro for the figure. It's the version I play with the most because it's easier to get his articulation to curve around his body to hold his weapons. So, and it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a hit or miss. You have to decide if you want authenticity or if you want the re-release. The gold uh, star does irritate me, though. But anyway, it deserves to be on this list. It's an amazing toy. Everybody says so. Resolute Roadblock. Why is it on my list? I think that the vintage line has only ever produced one roadblock that I think is seriously worth owning. And the problem with that is, is that it came so late in the line that it doesn't have that original roadblockiness uh, that you want from, from the character. So we finally have Resolute Roadblock looking how he should, uh, very reminiscent of his original appearance. And I'm not just talking about his bulk, I'm also talking about his costume, well, his, his uniform. And, yeah, that is the go-to roadblock. Um, an oddball, sci-fi. I love sci-fi, and uh, I think 
I, I remember when he was first announced, I did backflips uh, that they were doing a modern era representation. What is so cool about this is that you have two different types of uh, helmets, one to reveal the face, one to keep the face shielded. Uh, the backpack and the weapons are very well detailed. The outfit is... Lumo. Is, wow, it's, it's really, really well done, especially because it was the first time that a lot of those parts were seen. But you either like sci-fi or you don't like sci-fi. I'm telling you that he's totally worth owning in your collection for the sheer uniqueness of, of, the, of the toy. Resolute Scarlet. Yeah, I wrestled with this one a little. I think she's the best representation of Scarlet in the toy line. I know that Rob and Steven love 25th anniversary Scarlet. I can't always get past the face. I find that Resolute Scarlet is a much better toy. It's a lot more fun to play with. Um, she does suffer from the thing that all Resolute figures suffer from, that her gear isn't quite unique enough to her. But uh, that body sculpt is awesome. Uh, and the face sculpt, you either like it or you don't. But yeah, she's on my list. Resolute Flint. Ha! Why this Flint over the later release 50th anniversary, which is kind of a dead ringer for a distinct and unique and, I don't know, what's the word, definitive uh, Flint. Why Why Resolute over that? Well, Resolute does two things right that I uh, that I love to bits. And that is that, firstly, they, I'm left-handed, and they keep the fact that Flint is left-handed on the toy's design. Um, secondly, he's got a cool face sculpt. He looks a lot meaner than the 50th uh, anniversary version, and he's got a bit of a... He's got that Flint arrogance in the head sculpt. I can't quite uh, explain it. It's something that you have to check out for yourself and see if you're feeling it, but it's there. And why do I say he's left-handed, or why do I push the fact that he's left-handed? Well, he's... Um, Shotgun shells are on a strap that is on his left arm. And if you've ever used a shotgun shell, uh, shotgun, and you're trying to keep your shells on your left hand and you use your shotgun with your right hand, it's kind of awkward to try and grab the shells and reload. So it's, it's tailored for him. Yes, you can flip that thing around. You can actually take it off, flip it over, but I do dig that. And where does the 50th one fail? Well, they make the trigger finger the right hand, and that irritates me as somebody who's left-handed. Yeah, I know, I'm not trying to be all, like, lefty elitist or whatever, but it is cool when there's a left-handed figure, okay? Beachhead version 15. That is the exact same one Stephen mentioned, for all the reasons that Stephen mentioned. It. I love this toy. I've always loved this toy. And uh, he's a great take on the 50th uh, uh, on Beachhead. It's a great alternative take. That's the whole purpose of modern era. Something nobody has mentioned yet, Quinn. Quinn is such a cool character in the comic book, and you could have so many really awesome adventures with him and Snake Eyes, um, you know, and pretend that he doesn't die. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it's a great toy. It's a great head sculpt. It's a very brave uh, action figure for Hasbro to release because it's not an attractive figure. It's actually cool because it's ugly, and it's cool because it's got a lot of very crude gear. And if you don't know who Quinn is, well... I reckon you go and read the G.I. Joe graphic novels and find out who Quinn is, and you'll know why he's on my list. Huh. We're talking about the G.I. Joe uh, Real American Era early run. Quinn shows mm. up in issue two, and then his, his story really kind of comes to a boil in the teens and concludes with his conclusion. Um, but you, you assume that I put him in the G.I. Joe camp. Hmm. Right, yeah. So... <laughs> I see him um, as, uh, uh, and that is why I've got one more on my list because Quinn is kind of, is he GI Joe? Is he Cobra? 
it's weird. He's on the executor. He's on the bridge. He's one of those bounty hunters. Yeah. Nice. G.I. Joe Trooper. Okay, this is a figure that I think a lot of people have forgotten exists, but you want this in your collection. Uh, this is an upgrade to the Steel Brigader in a weird way, but it's also not. It's a green shirt, but he looks like Master Chief from Halo. Um, if you're a fan of that Master Chief aesthetic, well, then this is a no-brainer. You totally want to own that. Strident hasn't forgotten about that figure. Oh, I can assure you, he has not uh, forgotten no, yeah. about that figure. It's a great toy. It does have a slightly garish color scheme when you see it in photos, but it's actually quite um, dull when you have it in hand. There are two alternatives or two variations. I'm not sure of the two, which is the more rare. Um, guys are aware of the scarcity and the coolness of this figure, so they do tend to charge quite highly for this. But the accessories and the way the accessories come together, this is almost low-light level coolness, and it's definitely deserving of being in your collection and the reason i got to slot this in i always love faceless characters like um steel brigaders and these guys because that is your way of putting yourself into your gi joe team and if i want to be in the gi joe team i want to look as badass as this mofo so there you have it that's paul's um 10 and one (laughs) (laughs) i knew it i knew it i didn't even need to keep score I had to break the rules somewhere. <laughs> of course. Kujo, you're next, buddy. What you got for us? Nazu, I like that point that Paul brought up about uh, putting yourself in a character. I got a lot of those characters. I think on the Joe side, uh, my first pick was 2008 Scarlet in the flight suit. I think mm. mostly I'm drawn into that character by the art. She's kind of looking over her shoulder. It's an action pose. And she's a pilot, so you got that. And she's uh, inspired by an Argentinian exclusive. Well, not Argentinian exclusive. An Argentinian release. Isn't it yeah, Glenda? No, it's not Dinah, it's Quarrel. Yeah. Is it no, Quarrel? Man. Quarrel is British. She's the Z-Force. She rides the Z-Force motorcycle. No, no, I'm Ooh. talking about uh, Glinda. Glinda. Glinda, there we go. Glinda. Sorry, Glinda. Glinda. Yeah. Whatever. Glinda, yeah. Sorry. Like the witch. Dude, you had you had the information on hand? That's pretty impressive. Uh, I'm no JD1Z, but I know some stuff. (laughs) JD, reach out about the Cujo. My next pick, kind of because I just was thinking about this character, uh, Joe on Joe was mentioning them last weekend. That character is Blowtorch. Um, The Modern Era version, Mm -hmm. 2009, that's a fun figure. Like all those accessories that you think are going to annoy you, they look good on the figure. And and in like a... A flamethrower doesn't have to move too quick, so it works. I agree. And sorry, dude. Uh, and one thing I just want to add to what you're saying there: the problem with that blowtorch is that they've re-released it too many times. So the cool thing is, is that for collectors out there, you'll very easily find the, this toy for very good prices. So just keep an eye out, but do try to get the one that is closer, uh, that has the more recent other. Uh, the more modern release because it actually has better articulation and it's got slightly better sculpting on some of the gear. Uh, well, not the gear on some of his parts because they've switched a few parts around and it's a much better toy because they've actually released Blowtorch closer to the 25th and they've done one closer to the 50th. Sorry, just throwing that in there. I got the Pursuit of Cobra one. Where's he on the scale? Uh, yeah, he's that's the one you want. You want the Pursuit of Cobra version because he's, he's basically reusing, I think it's Airtight's parts, but 
those are good parts to reuse and they cover them up well enough for it to be super convincing but yeah nice. I totally agree and I love that removable faceplate hey Cooch indeed uh Sometimes it works for me. You guys were chatting up Torpedo earlier. I don't like his exposed face on the uh, modern version. It looks awkward. But on to my next one. The 2015, I had to mix in a blue man group, Dusty. Oh, <laughs> no. No, well, the color combination looks good, does it not? And it's, it's kind of nice to have versatile figures. Like many of my figures could be on either team. So you can kind of vary up your play pattern if you want. What say you about Blue Man Dusty? I say nothing about Blue Dusty, dude. I cannot reconcile that figure. <laughs> yeah, we might have well, an explicit uh, marking on our podcast, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to really spout as much vitriol as I have for that figure. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I I don't honestly have an opinion for him. Hmm. Fair enough. The, the 2015 version. Yeah. He comes. He comes in a three pack with him. Bazooka and a kind of a night force hit and run, which is kind of an ugly figure just because of the colors they worked in. But uh, yeah, it's weird. But I mean, he, he's kind of more like he's moved away from being the kind of desert figure to being more of a uh, kind of like a Cytron's party figure. No, more like a shockwave. I mean, it's very much like a modern shockwave, which you can Could see be. his face. Could be. Which is kind of he's cool. got those green goggles. Are nice. Um, Those are pretty sweet. Paul, i got to dispute you on, on Blowtorch sharing Airtight's mold, man. He he doesn't have a single shared part. Is it? Oh, it's either Airtight or it's... Busted. But they did, change, they did change stuff up. <laughs> I think it's something in the legs that they changed. I remember that. But it is better than the old one that they did. I don't know what they did or how they changed it, but it's a, it is a better figure. Because the other one, I, I know that a lot of guys complained that the Blowtorch version 3, um, that his stuff kept falling apart, for starters, and that they did fix it up. And I remember reading it, I remember reading the review, in fact, I didn't even realize it on the figure itself until I read, uh, I think it was General Joe's review on it. Well, I'm just going to put it out there for, for uh, I'm putting it on record. For yeah. anyone out there starting a, a, a G.I. Joe collection, you can't go wrong with Pursuit of Cobra. That stuff yeah. was probably the, the finest finest toys ever produced in the modern era to date. It's the paint apps um, on, the, on the backpack. There we go. That's what makes him cool. Sorry, man. All that stuff about Airtight, that was... I'm trying to think which figure that is now, but um, it's the paint apps on Blowtorch's gear that stand out from the original one and make it a lot more interesting and fun. Uh, it's the silver tanks on him and just the colors they use, the more yellow and red as opposed to the orange and red, those kind of things. So keep an eye for that. But I do remember there being complaints about the flamethrower falling off the backpack uh, quite easily on the old one. So that is something to that – that is still a thing. And the new one comes with a fire extinguisher as well. So mm -hmm. yay. <laughs> and mines. <laughs> My next pick is got to be the 2008 Spirit. He's just a good-looking figure, and you get you get an animal companion. I, I picked my list so the Cobras would kind of checkmate the Joes. So if, if you see Spirit, you probably know there's going to be somebody on the other side that can check in. <laughs> I picked up Big Bear from 2014 just because you know you're going to be playing and you're going to have to team up with some sketchy allies. Maybe they're not sketchy at all, but uh, yeah, you got to have Big Bear in there just because it's such a signature look for the... Uh, 
the uh, Soviet Union. Your spirit selection, which which one did you take? The 25th anniversary. Um, the I 2008 had... one, the one that mm-hmm. looks like like a like a proper spirit. Oh, the one, the one, the 25th anniversary. 2008, yeah. yeah. Just making sure. Sorry, because there are like four version of the, uh, four, yeah, four versions of him. <laughs> so in modern era. All eras. good, brother. Yeah, all um, good. I had to throw in Salvo from 2017 just because I like to have a problematic character on the team. Uh, <laughs> <said>. <laughs> You're rolling heavy with the exclusives, bro. <laughs> Listeners, you better have deep pockets. <laughs> yeah, but my next pick is uh, 2015's Shooter just because if you're a vintage collector, Shooter's a nice insider pickup because, well, I'm not going to go through that history. You already know. But she's a nice figure, adds a different dimension to the team. She's your sniper. Another pick I had, which was kind of uh, out of the way, but serves a couple purposes, is Wreckage. I just like saying that word, so I'd be calling his name out quite a bit. Um, but he's the, the Tiger Force 2015. He can serve as your team snake eyes. I mean, that's not too bad. I think to wrap it up, I got Steel Brigade, just because, like Paul said, you can put yourself there. And I know this is a cheat, but since it's a modern era uh, figure, I gotta have Cujo, the Steel Brigade commander. I gotta, <laughs> just to rep Jim in the UK, he's been doing some strong Star Wars action figures that are getting picked up by uh, Cinema Insiders. So I don't know what he's got cooking, but keep it up, Jim. Um, cool, hey. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I gotta rep. Well, the one he sent figure. me is very cool. Well, then oh, has they're, a, amazing. Picture, they're amazing. There's a picture of to me, yeah. No, Cujo, and that's Cujo with a K, because the figure is not the person. It's a different thing. <laughs> that's my Joe, my Joe squad. Whew. All right. <laughs> Dear listener, have you been hitting buy a few times in this podcast? Well, recharge your glasses, because we're about to delve into the Cobra list. So, my Cobra list. Baroness from 2009, the Cobra Leadership 7-pack. Why do I nominate this one? Well, she has seen re-release in the 50th anniversary, but for some reason, the quality control back in 2009 was a lot stronger, the plastic was better, and she has less sloppy paint apps. Uh, (laughs) This Baroness, boy, oh boy, oh boy, is she the hottest action figure ever produced now he's being misogynistic zing (laughs) well I said it in my top 10 modern era action figure or modern era toy list on YouTube and I'll say it again but that ass that ass that ass yeah sorry (laughs) sorry ladies Uh, yeah it is a it is a beautiful action figure and an essential character she might as well look extremely um uh, uh, jaw droppingly um yeah. Gorgeous. I- immaculate. <laughs> Gorgeous. Good. If so, I... what, a, what a gentleman. Uh, the 25th anniversary first release bat can't be beat. The bats have been re-released throughout the modern era line in a number of different environmentally specific colors. Arctic, jungle, desert. Um, but if you like your classic looking bats, you know, it stood the test of time. It has been re-released and... 
the base mold has remained unchanged because they really nailed it back in the 25th anniversary. They haven't mm-hmm. they haven't topped that. I personally am slightly irked by the rather cartoonish uh, machinery in the chest. I thought the the lenticular was a really cool nuance to the the vintage. Uh, this pushes it more in the sunbow cartoony realm by making them very colorful and very oversized and whatever. Maybe it's just there for distraction. It's like, shoot me in the chest. Oh, too late. It's armored. Ah, got you, Joe. That's how I explain my way around it. So it bugs me less. Maybe it won't bug you at all, but it's one thing cannot be denied and that it is, this is a very classy representation of a classic baddie. Amen. The ultimate... Cobra Commander from Retaliation in 2013. Do you go Chrome? Do you go Hood? Well, guess what? You don't have to decide. This figure comes with both. (laughs) He comes with a little fang backpack. That's cute. (laughs) But regardless, he is the best definitive Cobra Commander you're likely to ever find in the classic line. Uh, I do have a soft spot for the one that came out in last year's SDCC exclusive, Good luck getting your hands on one of those. Uh, this is the Cobra Commander that came in the Missile Command. Uh, just because I like the parts they used for that. It's very much more true to the vintage. Whereas you'll have the sort of the long black gloves on the ultimate Cobra Commander that I'm putting on my list. Doesn't bug me that much. And those long black gloves, while not necessarily vintage action figure accurate, are pretty accurate to a lot of his appearances in Joe Media. So you can't go wrong. You're not going to need any other Cobra Commander after this one. In the same vein, Ultimate Storm Shadow uh, from Retaliation 2013 comes with a little uh, mock claw. You can take that or leave it. But the figure itself, oh my goodness. Is there a more perfect Storm Shadow? I don't know. I doubt it. But if you were to make an argument for this one, it would be a pretty formidable argument because this is a beautiful figure. He's buff. His arms are showing, you know, none, none of those puny sleeves that the vintage had. He's very accurate to his comic book and cartoon appearances. So, get it. Get it. It's a hot figure. 25th anniversary represented in my list by both the Snow Serpent and the Eels. I like oh. both these action figures. They are excellent renditions of their respective vintage toys. Leave very little to be desired. They are very faithful, but also pop it up a notch from the vintage counterparts. The Snow Serpent is large and bulky, a burly man that you'd expect to be able to survive in the harshest environment known to man. The eel has a removable helmet. He's adaptable. He looks like he could be a saboteur lurking in the shadows or a diver beneath the waves. He works in either realm. The 50th anniversary Destro has the perfect head sculpt. Part of me wishes it was chrome, but then you'd lose the great depth and shading that the sculpt offers. It's beautiful. He's amazing. Statuesque, black leather. There is no finer rendition of the classic. Big hands. Big hands, yeah. Great gear as well. Amazing uh, uh, rifle in that case. Am I right? Mm Mm-hmm. Oof, so nice. So nice. Exactly what you expect from a weapons dealer who's peddling the most sophisticated weapons known to man, but also knows exactly how to use them when he's got his back up against the wall. Pursuit of Cobra Viper, in the same breath as Pursuit of Cobra Trooper. Chrome face on the Viper, great body sculpt on the Trooper, killer colors on both. Pursuit of Cobra, like I said before in this episode, you can't go wrong. It was a real hot streak of G.I. Joe's modern era run. 
And in the same breath, also Pursuit of Cobra, Shadow Tracker, I know he's scarce as hen's teeth right now, but mm-hmm. you will not be disappointed by this figure. He's way out there with the neon colors, but he's so cool. He's so dangerous. He's so spooky. He's a fantastic new addition to the Cobra roster. And how often do we get to celebrate a new character who is mm-hmm. cool? Yeah, no, he's a badass. And he's finally, my man, Teamster. my favorite hmm? Cobra, favorite character, perhaps, uh, Zartan, but in his Pursuit of Cobra, Desert. <laughs> oh, my God. Desert <laughs> Shaman. He's got a bird. He's got a rag hood. You can't mistake it for hair anymore. It's got depth. It's got shading. It's got interesting sculpt. You can remove it to reveal his perfect cue ball head. Uh, And he's even got a bit of an ombre to his body. He's been sunburned. He's been out in the desert. This isn't a Zartan who's afraid of the sun anymore. This is a hardy, scary master of disguise who will gut the poor night watchman at the desert G.I. Joe outpost, steal his face, and roll up into your headquarters... And before you know it, you're dead. The end. <laughs> Rob. Okay, so this time me and Steven have uh, we've we, we we see parity on four figures. So those would be the Cobra Commander from Retaliation. Once again, you know, like the Snake Eyes from Pursuit of Cobra, you don't have to choose. You can have Chrome Dome, or you can have the awesome-looking hooded version, which is much better. <laughs> also, the 2009 Baroness, I agree with everything Stephen said. She just looks really good in the outfit, and it looks, it looks amazing. The 2014 50th anniversary Destro is absolutely incredible. That head looks... It looks proper. It looks looks really cool. And he's big. Like, he's a proper tall figure. Like, I mean, he can definitely go one-on-one with, with uh, Resolute Roadblock. And the fourth figure that we both agreed on was Zartan. Yes, the Pseudo Cobra mystical Zartan. <laughs> because he comes with the animal companion. And he looks like Arnold Vosley, which is pretty awesome. If That's you can get that version. You... That's only if you got the version Steven got. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, if you can get that one. The other one is okay, but if he looks like Arnie, you know, it's the African Arnie, then that's pretty cool. Or um, <laughs> Marwan, Habib Marwan from 24. It was pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> okay, so now, now, now we're going into um, uncharted territory. Or not really, I mean, that's my version of things. Um, so instead of sleeveless Storm Shadow, because I think we had this discussion when we talked about the uh, definitive Storm Shadow. I think it was a modern version or something. Um, everyone else was going for the sleeveless version, but I was going for the sleeve version, which is the version from 2011, the Renegades version, which I prefer. Oh, he looks okay. freaking cool. And also, I mean, it's probably one of the only like cool things they did like based off the film. Because he kind of, it looks like it's kind of film accurate in a way with that alternate head with the weird, like I don't know. Oh like no no no, out. that's uh, that's 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 uh, accurate to the cartoon series Renegades. Yeah, that's you what know, I'm saying. Oh, you're right, right. Because he's yes. weird bangs. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It looks weird, but thankfully he comes with another head, so you don't have to use that head. So throw that head. He away. comes with so much throwing stars, throwing dirt. He comes with a fan. And his backpack is huge, and it just it holds basically 
majority of stuff. It comes with size and like the new uh, Raphael in the new Turtles TV series. He has size, so that's pretty cool. And in like a little like belt and a bandolier and a sash and a he's got tons of stuff. Like you wouldn't have to get anything else. Like that. This is the ultimate storm shirt, and he has sleeves. Thank God. <laughs> then I chose Cobra Invasion Team Firefly, which is the uh, version 26 that came out in 2013. Best looking Firefly that they've done. It's freaking amazing. He comes with cool accessories. He looks he looks updated, but also proper to the classic one. Like the color scheme is more like the classic version. I think you know the the, the gray and the darker gray kind of camera over over it. It comes with the in my collection. <laughs> you need it, Paul. You need mm. it. Joe Do it. Joe exactly. So that's my Firefly. And then the Cobra Viper I chose, because I you know, I thought Cobra Vipers you gotta you gotta have at least one in there. Um was the thirtieth anniversary one, which was on twenty eleven. I think because he came with a bunch of cool accessories and his head was still chrome, which I mean they seem to have done for most of the modern era ones. They're all chromed up. Except the twenty fifth anniversary then my final final suggestion, I mean, it, it should be, actually be quite cool if you can get it if get all three of them in the in the original pack, um, because then you have to kind of find them separately. Is the Cobra Legions three pack from 2016? Yeah. And what's in this? You get an awesome looking Cobra bat. Like yes, it's pretty cool to have a classic looking bat, but this bat is even cooler because he's like all black and grey and he looks absolutely amazing. And along with that, you also get, like, a, a freaky cool-looking Saw Viper. So you can kind of, like... Okay, I didn't include Doc on this list, but you can kind of kill Doc with him if you wanted to. <laughs> 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 it's too soon, man. <laughs> 30 years later, this is, this is soon enough. Um, I'll get you again! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's oh, that's a cool Doc, man. I forgot that. Like, that's... The, including this, this Doc with the Saw Viper... Jeez. Yeah. Well, they should have, but he didn't come with him. I'm just saying. I didn't include him on my list, but uh, you still need to get him. And, like, yes, the purple is a bit garish, um, but it's... I think overall the figure looks really good. And the kind of, like, um, the combat sock or whatever, you know, he has in his head is different enough from other ones um, because I find they reused it quite a lot. And this one feels a bit more unique from other ones I've seen. He's bulky enough, but feels like he's got enough articulation. He's got a cool big weapon, which is amazing. And then the third figure in that pack, which would be my final figure in my ten recommendations of Cobra figures, is the Cobra Officer. But it's the female one. And she's she's uh, she's pretty decent. And um, and it's pretty cool to have female like kind of evil villain people who aren't mm. baroness. <laughs> and she's pretty I mean she she seems fairly well articulated as well um, which is quite cool and yeah actually I kind of wish I had this whole three pack so maybe I'll get it one day so that's my worth owning totally I think so definitely yeah, um, I just wish they had like different hair colors and different mm-hmm. hairstyles so you Which know they just but did they do that? I didn't yeah, even realize. It's an exclusive thing. So, yeah. Blech. There's a hell of a snow job on my list. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> and she comes carry with on, a ton of accessories. I mean, with all these figures, you will have enough accessories to kind of play around and just have fun with, uh, you know, 
doing your own thing with the figures and the accessories and outfitting them the way you want. Uh, yeah, so there's my top 10 Cobra figures you you should own. Paul, what do you what have you got for us? Ooh, okay, so uh, my list and Steven's list are very similar. Obviously, Ultimate Cobra Commander, everything that you guys have said about him, except there's one thing that you guys uh, left out, and this is why I think you should definitely own him, even if you don't like the figure. Uh, okay. He comes with pretty much every accessory ever made for Cobra Commander. Okay, so he's got... Uh, I don't want to list everything. Except because the hairdryer gun. Except the hair No, he does. He comes with the pistol. If you look, uh, it it's uh, that's what I was wanted to get at. It doesn't fit in his back. No, that's right. Okay. It's not the classic venom blaster. Let me let me rewind on that one. I that's a misnomer. The right. jungle Cobra Commander is a great Cobra Commander to get if you want all of the accessories that have ever been released with Cobra Commander to date. That's snakes, the bomb from the opening of the movie etc. But I've got to say the gear is cool and it's really nice and it's peripheral, but if you are only buying one complete Cobra Commander, then I agree with uh, my fellow G.I. Joe Burgers on this one and that you must get Ultimate Cobra Commander version 53 and try and get him complete. And yes, as Steve mentioned, you can't pop his pistol on the back, but hey, that makes him an exception because pretty much every other Cobra Commander, pretty much, not every Pretty much every Cobra Commander released in the modern era line does accommodate that functionality. Ultimate Storm Shadow version 49, that is the one without the sleeves. Once again, everything that everybody said about him. But uh, the reason I dig this figure of any other Storm Shadow release is because he's got the comic accuracy for starters, which I really, really like. And with the Renegades version of Storm Shadow, the Pajama-Rama Storm Shadow, which... I know a lot of people tote as their favorite or the best Storm Shadow. That mold has been reused extensively. So we've got Red Ninjas, Black Dragon Ninjas, Beige Ninjas. Every other ninja under the sun is now using that exact same body sculpt. And if you want your Storm Shadow to look unique, that is why I'd say go for your ultimate Storm Shadow. Not only for the comic appearance, but for the fact that he's going to stand out. Yes, he's got a really ridiculously waste of a good concept backpack, but he does make up for it with all of the weapons. And yes, you can actually uh, keep every single weapon that he comes with on him. Um, if you take the time, you'll actually see there's slots for everything, with the exception being the fan. Um, so have fun with that. Paul, I know you so well, man. This is precisely why I see eye to eye with you on which Storm Shadow to choose. Mm. Uh, if you can recall... In our definitive sculpt section, uh, when we discussed Storm Shadow, I went with the sleeved version, you went with sleeveless. But in now making our recommendations to G.I. Joe toy purchases, I align with you because absolutely the sleeved Storm Shadow version from Renegades is slightly done to death. That is a re- yeah. very, very well-used mold. And... Yep, I'm I'm in your camp when it comes to uh, recommending. But that that sleeved storm shadow is the one that finds its way onto my shelf. It's the one that finds itself into my hands as well. I love playing with this toy. Shadow tracker, shadow tracker. Okay, you got to have it to understand why. When you've got it, you will know why. It is worth the effort. Please don't go and break yourself and go and pay exorbitant prices for it. It is valuable, but it's not that valuable. Okay. 
and it's cool. Uh, it's a character that you can just pretty much put your own past into, or your own characterization into, which is awesome. Version 13 of the Ali Viper. Okay, that's the black and burgundy, or the black and dark red version. Specifically that one, uh, because it's not as bright and garish as some of the later releases. That bright red one is cool, but it's it's missing something. But this is my favorite Ali Viper, and the reason I put this one over the orange one is this one's uh, grappling hook fits in its backpack a lot more snugly than the orange one will. The orange one is also uh, notoriously expensive because it comes as part of the Defense of Cobra Island 7-pack. And unless you're a serious nostalgia whore, the red and black one is a lot more practical. Um, it also looks really sexy when you put like five of them on a Cobra Fury or uh, or Cobra Rage if you prefer, but more on the Fury because of its dark colors. It's got a great uh, selection of gear, not too much, but, and one more thing, it stands up above the orange one because it comes with a gas mask and it's got the helmet and goggles that were released as part of the G.I. Joe Resolutes pack and they fit better on this head than they did on the head in the Resolute pack in my experience. Um, at least, and it's just a great figure. When you get it, and you've never had one of these before, you're going to marvel at the fact that you can sheathe the knife, that you can put the nightstick into the back of the shield. Uh, you're going to have fun with this toy. It's a really great figure. Uh, the Cobra Viper, specifically version 23, I like the red uh, forearms. I find that to be a lot closer. It's it's more canon, more in canon with, uh, with the actual original Cobra Viper. And it also lines up with the Sideshow figure. If you care about stuff like that, I do. I also like to see the guys with the red forearms as the ranking officers and the ones with the blue uh, forearms as the subordinates in the Cobra Viper platoon or unit. Plus, it comes with a, a, a great uh, bunch of gear. And, uh, yeah, you should own Cobra Vipers. I mean, they're just definitive. They're definitively Cobra. Uh, it's the same thing I said for the vintage. Uh, the Crimson Guard, the 2013 Crimson Guard, Specifically, the 2013 one, its proportions are more favorable. Plus, if you get a complete version of it, that means you'll get the rank stickers, which are fun. But he's actually got some very cool weapons. Uh, he's got a good balance of ceremonial gear and uh, tactical gear. It's kind of like the baby version of the Sideshow figure. And that in itself is why you should own it. It's a great toy. Everybody needs CGs. If you can't get one, get two. Uh, they look cool when you pose them next to your Cobra Commander. It ticks all the boxes for a great modern era figure. Baroness V12, uh, I can't say much more than what you guys have said. You have to own her. And also, just to defend the misogynistic view that you know may or may not come across from us. But uh, remember, the Baroness is somebody who uses her sex as a weapon and her sexuality as a weapon. And in doing so, this figure represents that in the best way possible. Um, Maybe so this is a debate for another episode, but why do we sexualize Baroness at all? There's no real evidence of that in the comic book. There is, because she, she's always playing up Zartan and Destro, and it's also, it's also very well noted uh, that she will play one up against the other always. And it's... It's safe to assume that the way she does I, that is by I showing. I didn't a ever feel like I didn't ever feel like she was sleeping with anyone other than Destro. Yeah. Is there evidence of that? There, there isn't any visual evidence of that, but I think I think it's one of those things where they were. I, I don't know. I find it kind of assumed, but then at the same time, and like you said, this is possibly a debate for another episode. 
she what she has in her sexual prowess she also matches if not exceeds with her with her viciousness and her ability to kill and be an effective soldier and killer so you know she's she's definitely the in my opinion the poster girl for like girl power um but hey whatever what do i know <laughs> um moving on swiftly to zartan wow what a difficult choice there are so many fantastic Zartan figures in the modern era line that to only choose one feels like kind of a crime. I'm also going to go with the Desert Mystic. It is just too unique. It screams Zartan. It's got his personality. If you don't want to do the Desert one, then you could go for a more comic or more vintage accurate version 22. And he is a favorable figure, but Desert Mystic or version 20 of Zartan is definitely my choice. The Bat everything Steven said, get yourself a bat. You need bats. And the eels, modern era eels, are the shit. Um, in fact, try to get the 25th release of the, the modern era eel. The 50th anniversary one is cool, but the 25th is still better. It's better where it counts, in my opinion. And that's everything until we get to vehicles. Uh, what does that mean? It's better where it counts. Where does it count? Okay, How it does the 25th edge out the 50th? I find that even though the 50th might have the better articulation and have better body parts that it's used, uh, that is used to make its construction, it somehow loses its slinkiness. The original eel has got quite a bit of slinkiness in its design, uh, that stands out quite well. Uh, the adjustments that they made, uh, they added, uh, they added, it's hard to explain, but there's something funny with the shoulders and the way that the eel's uh, dive suit fits on its shoulders on the on the re-release. That just feels uh, loose and irritating for me. Per, uh, at least wow. for me personally, it looks cool, but it just it feels off. And although at first glance you might feel that the 25th eel hasn't perhaps aged that well, when it's geared up, it just looks better. It just feels better, and it's not even a quality control issue. Plus, and I'm sure you guys have heard me uh, like harp on about this before, that gold Cobra sigil or gold G.I. Joe sigil on something throws me off a little. It's just weird. And the only thing that the 50th anniversary for me has as an advantage are the flippers uh, because they look really cool and they are more modern and they do make the old flippers look a bit dorky. And at least they've, um, they've shortened the the knife um, sheath, but it's it's a Franken-Joe, so the left knife sheath is not really a knife sheath. It's a it's a gun holster, and they just want you to use it as a knife sheath, and that irritates me a little. So, yeah, plus the face sculpt is not the same. It's it's not It doesn't have the same character. The paint job doesn't exude the same character as the version 4 2008 release of the eel. So there you go. That's just where I sit with that figure and why I would choose that over the 50th. And uh, I suppose just to add, it, add to it, I was very excited about the 50th re-release until I got it in hand and then I felt quite disappointed with it. It's a difficult thing to explain. It's only something you already know when you experience it yourself. Good news, though, the 50th anniversary is a lot easier to find than the version 4. <laughs> so after all that... Guess what? The inferior version that I've been uh, having a little rant about, uh, you can pick that up quite easily. No. <laughs> nice one. Yeah, it is the easier one to pick up, but you're going to you're going to pick it up and you and if you've listened to this, you're going to keep wondering, "Hmm, maybe I should get that version 4." 
and uh, you'll be right to get the version 4. <laughs> well, save yourself the trouble. Go 25th, everybody. I think that leaves Cujo for his Cobra list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a, just one or two overlaps, I think. We all seem to agree on Shadow Tracker. I mean, he just kind of feels dangerous, I guess. But I got to have him to check Spirit. I think uh, just kind of talking to the uh, Joe photographers out there, I think you got to pick up 2008's Wraith for the sole reason that if you're going to do like a shot around Christmas lights or something, to have a transparent figure, I know like uh, New Order 2K does those kind of like in, a, in an environment picture among normal objects. I, th- I think you got to have Wraith. My next pick is I go heavy on the 2013 convention set. Um, I think they nailed a variety of figures in it. Uh, the first one I would mention is Crimson Asp. She's a very interesting character visually. There's a lot of things that you want to know why. First of all, she's a green cobra, but uh, or she, she's dressed in green, rather. But uh, she has a blowtorch, much like blowtorch does. So you got kind of an interesting uh, firefight there. i I got to jump in and, and say that while we've been chatting, I've been trying desperately to pose my blowtorch action figure with his flamethrower in both hands. I challenge anyone out there listening to this to get him to convincingly hold his blowtorch by both the pistol grip and the foregrip. It's impossible. Unless you cut into his sculpt, it's frustrating. And something like that, yeah, that's why he wasn't on my top ten. <laughs> well, I'm not going to let that be a deal breaker for me, but uh, thank you for noting that. Let's see, what else do I got? I'm going to go with... Uh the Cobra version of Greedo, and that's the uh, Cobra Letal. I, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but... Uh, I think you're right, Letal. <laughs> I, think that's a, I think that's a pretty uh, interesting character, just because you got to have somebody that gets knocked out early, and not too many characters have uh, such a unique sculpt like that, or I guess coloring scheme. The next character I got would have to be another kind of little-known character, and that's Cobra Mortal. From that same convention set, He's plain enough. He's he's stark white, so he takes the storm shadow place. He's not a ninja, but he looks like Cobra leadership, you know. Anytime you got somebody walking around in all white with a, a silver face, I would have him leading the crew. Let's see who else do I have from that set. I think that might be it. Do you got do you can you guys make that leap with Cobra Mortal? Him being kind of like a boss figure, the way he looks. Uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been able to um, connect to, to that toy, um, to that character, because you know, if he is, he's like seriously in the background. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's Cobra Commander's other other dude that does all of the dirty work. Maybe he's the one that does the real dirty work and Firefly pretends. He can't be in the background looking like that. Um, he kind of looks like he kills people at raves. Maybe I do have a Cobra Commander on the list, but I went with Old Snake just because that's such a unique sculpt, and you got to mix in somebody with a trench coat on. That's just a good-looking figure. <laughs> and uh, that hat. Yeah. Yeah, he you is can pretty find, awesome. You can find something to do with that. For my kind of infantry, I went with the Cobra Horseman sculpt. Uh, they got a variety of them. I think I prefer the Crimson one, just because they look like John Carpenter Stormtroopers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you can have those guys lined up, all pointing at a hero, that kind of thing. 
Um, let's see who else I got. I did have the same with Rob. I have Cobra Officer. Uh, you uh, had the blonde yeah. one with no mask, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that adds another component to the team. Let's see what else do we have here. I went with uh, 2009's Python Patrol Copperhead. You, you got to have a strong Copperhead's got the uh, tank top, and it's 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 a nice it's a nice kind of subtle uh, rendition of uh, of what he was uh, color wise. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my last one is the Who Goes There Award. The figure that you're, just comes out of left field. I think you got to go with Rise of Cobra Star Viper, just because <laughs> it's such a unique helmet. Like you got to have it just to <laughs> just to look at it. I've been That's tempted it. by that very figure a few times, actually. I mean, it kind of looks like Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea or some kind of deep diving helmet. It's mm-hmm. hard to place it though. Ooh, it's fantastic. I wish he'd come with more stuff, though. But I yeah. suppose being a... He's a vehicle driver. Vehicle yeah. driver, yeah. Sexy. That was actually why I didn't get one, because I couldn't bring myself to buy that Sand Serpent, uh, because the original movie Night Ravens, I, they were going for so cheap. I mean, at one point, they were going for $20 on eBay. And I was, like, sort of like tempted, and then they did that desert-colored version, which comes with that pilot, and then everybody did like backflips and shit bits uh, about it, and they like wanted it for that <laughs> So that's why I didn't get one because it's a little bit too exclusive for something that I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be easier to paint into a Tiger Force version. <laughs> this figure kind of jumped out at me as well, but he does look like something from Mobile Assault Strike Command. Like, yeah. there oh. should be flame projecting out from that helmet. Uh, he's got a very Miles Mayhem look. Or one of those cats. Jeez, well, he does look like he belongs in space. So, uh, wow, I had no awareness of this figure whatsoever. That's incredible. Treat yourself. Get <laughs> <Head> to Ross. <laughs> really won't be. <laughs> I once bought a shirt at Ross. It was the worst shirt I've ever purchased in my life. I know why to this day. I, I went in there and bought this shirt. It was oversized. Slander. And the color was lurid. My word. Drugs are bad, kids. Um, it was horrifying. Why the hell? I, I, I Did I honestly need a, a shirt that badly? To, oh, man. I wish I still had it. I wish I even had a picture of it. It was the worst shirt of my entire life. Thank you, Ross. Funny how that happens. Funny how in 2007... It was the only place that had O-Ring Joes. Yeah, and that's the thing about Ross that's interesting, is that a lot of interesting G.I. Joe stuff found its way into Ross. To die. Like <laughs> the Star Viper. Is like, Ross a G.I. Joe conspiracy for another for another podcast? The I Ross releases? Hey, that's pretty cool, actually. We should do that. The ross Percy. While we're at this impasse... I just want to clarify. So, Paul, you you were talking about the uh, Sunbow-esque-looking Lady J, right? Without the cap. Yes. And lots of cleavage. Okay. Yes. Well, the, cap, the capped version from the 25th anniversary has a very plunging neckline as well. Uh, but I suppose it's down to personal preference whether you like uh, vintage toy accuracy or vintage cartoon accuracy. Yeah, see, I don't like the cap, and that's why... I mean, I didn't even specify that, but I just went out of the two that don't have the cap. That was the reason I chose that one over the other one. I know. So you want no cap and boobs. 
boobs. Dear listener. I already have the hot for Lady J, dude. A big time. What is it about a girl in a jumpsuit? Just want to unzip it. I don't know, but she's just so capable, and I find it very sexy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And Flint's a lefty. And she's not oh, quite over the quiet, deadly, silent type. You know, taking which your spade away. Gents, does that mean we're uh, we're down to our vehicle selections from the modern era? Oh, hell yeah. Sounds like it, if you have any. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's so limited. <laughs> a lot of the modern era was updating vintage vehicles. Because, guess what, kids? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. The vintage vehicles are in a class of their own. They always will be. Uh, you just got to resize those foot pegs and... Hey presto, uh, release it in the modern era. So do not be alarmed, dear listener, if you find yourself rebuying toys that you might have in the vintage line. Sometimes the modern era has made meaningful improvements upon them. And hey, if you're starting from scratch and you want to focus on the vintage era stuff, well, some of these throwback vehicles are very worthy purchases. They were worthy when they serviced in the vintage run, and they are even more worthy when you sit your ultra-cool, ultra-articulated, very, very strack-looking modern-era figure in them. <laughs> so without further ado, the oh, ones shit. that I, Steve of G.I. Joburg, think that uh, would serve you very well if you were starting your modern-era collection tonight, or today, <laughs> the FOE Striker... This is what the Awe Striker should be. This is the ultimate evolution of the Awe Striker. It's hardy, it's desert-themed, it's got a lot of additional gear that clip onto it in very constructive and interesting ways. It's a playset in, in a vehicle, and it splays out as such. The vamp, in many, many of the same respects, the modern-era vamp, the four-seater vamp, it has that modular construction going on, for it. It has uh, weapon ports that can uh, accept a number of different accessories from different other figures. If you don't have any of those figures, you can still mess around with the Gatling gun that it mounts. It can either be mounted at the back, it can be mounted on the roof. Uh, it has detachable gas cannons and tools. The wheels are interchangeable. Who is the genius who allows the spare to be interchangeable with all the other wheels on the vehicle. What a stroke of genius. Beautiful. And it comes with a pretty cool clutch as well. The Ghost Hawk. And I'm talking about the 25th anniversary version. I know Paul's going to probably rattle on about the Pursuit of Cobra version, which is cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's very mecha. It's very, no, like, so well. <laughs> very hip. But, you know, the Skyhawk was a G.I. Joe vehicle that had great use, great potential, but its execution in the vintage run left something to be desired. It felt incomplete. In a toy line that was remarkable for its level of care and detail and number of parts, for instance, clear plastic that's used in small portions of the whale, uh, the killer whale, they couldn't 
see fit to do the same for the the Skyhawk. Well, guess what, kids? In the 25th anniversary, they corrected that. It's got a glassed-in canopy. It's got very firm attachment points for the fins and engines. Uh, the skids are beefed up. It's a more substantial toy for a small basic toy. This is the Skyhawk that we all deserved. It just so happens to be called the Ghost Hawk now. Whatever. It's the same toy, but it's it's just the vintage, but better. And lastly, for the Joe team, something that's pretty unique and well executed in the modern era, and something that I am dying to get my hands on. Maybe Joe Con will will yield a, a decent enough deal on it. But the Steel Marauder Mech. We mm. had a debate about this, Paul and I, uh, mm. which would win in a in a in a battle. We pitted the Cobra one against the Joe one. It was great fun and. If I can pull one thing out of that uh, death match, it's that these are great toys and haven't haven't been made previously and haven't been surpassed since. I mean, they are so unique. It and its Cobra counterpart, the Cobra Deviant, uh, which, surprise, surprise, makes it on my Cobra list. <laughs> but where else are you going to get very cool, officially G.I. Joe mech suits? other than these Pursuit of Cobra beauties. Should I just go, can, continue with the Cobra list while, while I'm... Yeah, go with the Cobra list as well, I, I'd say. Another unique vehicle, which you'll only get in the modern era and never find its way into the the, uh, the very wacky, I suppose, uh, Cobra motor pool that the vintage line started yielding, is something called the Steel Crusher APV, which came out of Rise of Cobra. It is a very domestic-looking... Ben van or or suv with all that cobra flare and concealed weaponry it deploys a a missile firing turret it also deploys uh two concealed rockets on either side it's is mm, lifted from the movie which could be a good or a bad thing but one thing is certain it is unique in cobra's motor pool and to be honest for the kind of activities that Cobra is up to in an urban setting, this vehicle is perfect and sorely lacking, to be honest, in any other uh, 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 Cobra motor pool. Yeah, its uniqueness stems from its non-uniqueness. So exactly, yeah. exactly. Cobra needed this, and it would be a badass vehicle to go toe to toe with the modern era vamp. Oh yes, the Hiss Five, whichever <laughs> one. Uh, you happen to like. I prefer the one with the treads that actually roll around. I mean, it's it's freaky and it's it's serpentine and it's very Cobra and it's it's the classic hiss on roids. You know, it's it's splayed out. It's it looks like a creature. It spits out a troop out of the back section, which I prefer to use for battle android troopers because, yeah, I can't get my head around a human being being in there. But the fact that it's completely sort of an armored carapace and not very tank-like make me feel like this is a drone weapon to begin with. The fact that it seats a, 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 a figure increases its play value, but I like these as Cobra's, you know, robotic uh, armada of, 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 of modern attack vehicles. They can negotiate pretty much any terrain, and they are a unique design that came out of the modern era, and therefore if you are a modern era collector at heart... This is kind of a vehicle that feels right. Do the treads ever serve as an action set piece, like a la Last Crusade with Indy? 
wedgie? <laughs> I imagine this thing going so damn fast that, yeah, a, a ponderous set piece like that, yeah, man, you you're either you're either minced meat or or you survived your ordeal. Like there's no there's no there's no there's no thrill. There's no there's no suspense to be gained from having one of those those kind of battles. I'm sure they have slow mo. They probably have slow mo. I just see these things zipping around, laying waste to infantry buildings, personnel vehicles. It is an expression of Cobra's power. Their power is speed, and and lethality, and efficiency, uh, and this is a, a sexy new uh, expression of that. Kind of shows up the vintage hiss to be a little clunky. Oh dear, I said it, sacrilege. But that's why it's an update. Finally, okay, I mentioned the Cobra Deviant. Just like the Skyhawk, this is a classic Cobra vehicle that the modern era just updates in meaningful ways that make it a better toy. It's the Trouble Bubble. <laughs> we have the same list. <laughs> the dome, the dome, because it's seen fewer years, is clearer. It feels less like eggshell in your hands because it is newer. It writes the unfortunate wrong of the classic Trouble Bubble, and that's... You know, it, it has a, a back plug that only vintage figures can, can utilize. Well, guess what? The modern trouble bubble writes the wrong in both directions. So it's, it's both prospective and retroactive because it's got a back clip. So it can accept both modern era and vintage figures and both look perfect riding that bad boy. So that's it, guys. Those are my vehicles. Next. Hold on. Did you say that... Baroness doesn't use sex as a weapon? Like, that's what you were saying earlier? I was wanting someone to point to an instance where she mm. was sexually entangled to more than just Destro. You're talking about the cartoon? Did she ever play two of the Cobra hierarchy? Mm. I, I got you. I'm sure she was even doing Major Blood. Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, we can extrapolate all we want, but is there any concrete evidence? Even when you're a kid... I don't think you see Baroness as being anything but business. You know what I mean? Like, she's not, like, flirting with people. She, she's like that lady that says, like, oh, you only speak two languages, and then, like, knows that you're walk, watching her as she walks out, you know? <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. It's hard not to watch her. I mean, that that leather really shines. What I'm yeah. saying is I felt very uncomfortable when I saw her the first time in the animated series, and that stuck with me. <laughs> I mean, in her earliest kind of crisis of conscience, whether to betray Cobra Commander and solidify her allegiance with Destro, the man who she clearly has romantic inclinations towards, I always felt like she was duty-bound to the Cobra organization, and Cobra Commander is obviously the top of the totem pole. I never once thought that before Destro arrived that she was, you know, shining the... The head snakes, snakehead. No. God. I don't get that impression. Well, mm. Did I ask Sorry. what your vehicles are? <laughs> You're welcome. Well, well <laughs> my vehicle list actually is quite short because I looked at all the modern vehicles and I was like, I really actually don't like a lot of these versions of these of these vehicles. Even the remakes, like if if you think about the 
the Sky Striker. There's a lots of cool versions. I mean, there's the the shiny one, there's the black one, there's the one that looks like Starscream from Transformers. <gasps> oh, I like that Jetfire looking one. My word, that's beautiful. Yeah, they no, really look good. I'll that a shit bit about it too, and they don't. <laughs> fuck them. I don't even want to go into that right now. They all look good, um, and it's cool that the the modern figures can fit into them. But the thing is, the modern version only holds one figure. And I think that's what the the vintage one has over the modern one is that it can hold two f- figures, and if if you're lucky, it comes with the parachutes. So you know this added um, you know playability and functionality there. Added so, value. <laughs> so like I was like originally I was on my list and I was like nah actually let me just stick to the complete things that I think are essential or at least interesting. So I thought for your modern figures you need an eagle hawk. Because the Eagle Hawk kind of accommodates the modern figures a bit better than the the Tomahawk, and also it's it's easier to kind of keep it because um, the Eagle Hawk has removable um, rotor blades. So you know if you need to kind of put it away, store it so you know it doesn't get covered in tons of dust and dirt. And what because once you put those blades Around in, it's really difficult to get them out on the vintage one or impossible to get them out. So you're not going to go anywhere with that thing. Um, once you put those blades in the original. So I thought, like, the Eagle Hawk is a good update. I agree with Steven on both the Vamp Mark II and the Foe Striker. Those are both very cool modern updates of the original vehicles, and the fact that they hold a whole bunch more figures than the originals do, generally, is pretty awesome. Um also agree that the whatever flavor of the version 5 his tank you like, Go for it, but I thought the original one from 2010, the or the Pursuit of Cobra one, is pretty cool. Kind of like I think it's more black than the other ones are. Is pretty pretty awesome. And then my last recommendation is just to get it because the first striker looks like it would be a lot of fun to kind of get like complete. And the best way of getting it complete is if you can, if you can afford it. I don't know. I'm imagining it's probably quite expensive. Is to actually just get the Desert Duel box set. Which comes yeah. with the with the repainted um, snow 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 bike. Oh, it's the disco cat. Um, yeah. Yes, the disco cat. The, the cobra basilisk. Oh, cobra basilisk. Yes, that's a repaint of the snow serpent or the snow <laughs> snake. Snake cat. snow. Snow okay. cat. That's a repaint of the snow cat. It's pretty far out, but it looks properly cobra. Like just by switching all those colors around. They've made it look Cobra, and it looks pretty decent, I think. And yeah, I'd just recommend getting an entire box set if you can, because it would be cool to make absolutely certain that your foe striker is complete, uh, and that's the the best way of making sure of that, is getting it boxed. Um, and make sure you don't get the Toys R Us version, because apparently the Toys R Us version didn't come with the with the figures, and that, that that's a bit shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and those are my vehicle recommendations. It's very short. Basically, enjoy your figures outside of vehicles. Because <laughs> 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 in general, I, I, I think the modern selection or a variety of vehicles are generally quite rubbish. They just don't compare in general. I mean, there's some cool concepts like the Polar Shark submarine, but then you have to remember it comes from that shitty film and <laughs> how awful that, that final scene was when they're all doing the cool Star Wars shootout underwater. I mean, it's a freaking amazing design, actually. But, yeah, it never remind you of that movie, and you don't want that. Ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well yep. done. Yeah, yeah. Since, 
since you brought up Toys R Us, are you guys keeping up with that tale? It just keeps getting more bizarre. Not recently. I mean, I know, like, what the owner died, the guy who started it, he, like, he yeah. passed away. Apparently, um, he kicks off. By the way, his name is Lazarus. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, one of the reasons why the Toys R Us thing tanked is all the execs got kicked out. Like, they all got paid out. They all got, like, $14 million. And that's one of the reasons why it's like this... Ah, it's so sick. The corporate world is so sick. Anyway, I didn't mean to go there, but... No, uh, that, that's fascinating. They're just all up and left at the same time. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind it's, of sad. Well, it's like when some when a business fails and you you pay out all these executives. There's something that's not right. Something's not right. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like like you what you know. But maybe the, the guy will shop come back closes. That would be amazing. I mean, but like really paying out, paying, giving people a prize for having um, driven a, a company into the ground. That well, does. Well, I guess. I guess it was saddled with tons of debt, and then like instead of paying that debt, they just killed the company. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah, like that's that's a step too far <laughs> into that direction, but. Pickles. <laughs> Uh, toys. Let's hear. Let's toys. hear what Paul has to say about how, because he probably has a full list of twenty yeah, vehicles got you got to own. Just don't mention uh, the trigger words, which are obviously Toys R Us. Yeah, <laughs> no, I won't mention Do Toys R Us or exclusive. Okay, so uh, the cool thing is I own all of these, yay! Um, which makes me very happy, and which I don't know, just adds some kind of dimension to this list. Um, the Vamp Four x Four, yes, it is. The coolest, well, at least in my eyes, is one of the coolest, if not the coolest G.I. Joe modern era vehicle ever. I mean, this thing holds up to like, well, if you really want to stock it up, you could probably put like 10 guys on this thing, okay? Um, but realistically, it's five. Everything that Steven said about it, the modular latch points uh, that allow you to add, um, to uh, mix and match the missiles and weapons and whatever. And you can pinch them from other vehicles in the Joe line, in the modern era line. And um, it's compatible with a lot of the sort of rocket launchers that come with the figures. And, uh, yeah, so that is, I mean, that is just a nice bonus. But it is such a great vehicle and such a great toy. It comes in two flavors, uh, very rare olive green and uh, equally as rare brighter green. Um, the brighter green comes with the steel brigade driver which is actually what most people chased so if you can try and get that version of it without the driver you'll probably get it a lot cheaper however the normal version comes packed with double clutch that's right you didn't ju you're not just getting clutch you're getting clutch twice yes and remember that that the next one is the ghost hawk but i do mean the pursuit of cobra one the more futuristic uh, looking version uh, I love it. It's got such a great anime feel. It's very cyberpunk. It also comes with Double Clutch's twin, Tomahawk, <laughs> as the driver. And it's great because why not? But, yeah, it's a great uh, toy. The missile firing feature is not too um, obtrusive. If you really don't want it there, you can remove it. It's fairly easy. And I just love this. Maybe it's just because I'm a big Metal Gear Solid fan and it has a very strong Metal Gear Solid-esque quality to it. It also could be a drone, I suppose. The next one is the Eagle Hawk. The Eagle Hawk is a fantastic vehicle. It is the little brother of the Tomahawk because it's as cool as the Tomahawk, but not quite. Uh, it's got a few limitations to it. Uh, the notable thing is, is the chin 
the glass on the the chin portion of the helicopter is painted. It's not actually transparent glass. That may or may not be a deal breaker for you. It's not a major deal breaker for me, but it does look a little fake. Um, also, for, in order for me to fully enjoy my Eagle Hawk, I had to mess around with it a little. Um, so I led the winch out the rear of the helicopter as opposed to the bottom, which makes no sense and has never made sense to me. Uh, but it also has some great little hidden features because a lot of the backpacks uh, that come from the same era as its release are compatible with it, and it's got backpack pegs on the outside that you can pop backpacks onto. How many times can I say backpacks? It's also got four holes in the inside of the helo as well that can also accommodate those backpacks. And if you get the one roadblock figure, it's got like a winch system. So you can actually have two winches in your Tomahawk if you get that as an additional figure. But let's not overlook one of the coolest features of the Eagle Hawk, the driver. Try and get this uh, complete Minton box if you can, because lift ticket is absolutely awesome. Okay, He would have been in my figure list had he not been something that's packed in with the vehicle, because he is very cool. And I love that he comes with two headsets. So you can have two guys riding shotgun or whatever, and they can all communicate with each other. Fair warning, though, there is no way to securely strap your modern era figures in this. So if you're going to fly around with this, your guys are going to be doing uh, happy, fun, I hate my life jumps out the side of the helo. <laughs> the next one is the Sky Striker. Yes, I know. I know, guys. It's not the best version of the Sky Striker. But here's the thing. It is the cheapest version of the Sky Striker that you'll get your hands on. And it's probably the easiest way for you to get your hands on the amazingly well-made Captain Ace pilot figure, which is amazing like really yeah. really amazing such a cool toy i second that beautiful cool. figure beautiful figure and if you are a sunbow enthusiast as i am it comes with markings for for shipwreck you can uh, dress up your sky striker in three oh no two different um uh, patterns two different deco types uh that's the black and red and the blue and red or black and yellow, and it allows you to have it for, obviously, for Captain J. Brad Armbruster, which is Ace. Um, you can even have it for Duke, and you can have it for Flint or Snake Eyes or Shipwreck. I've decoed one of mine to accommodate Shipwreck because what's the worst thing to put in a jet? A sailor. So uh, I did that. Did you so, give it the killer whale design? <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't. I okay. used the... No, wait, I did because of the... The shipwreck thing, yes, I did, I did. But that's just but then, bizarre. That's not even shipwreck's bizarre. vehicle, and also like, why would you have a sky striker with a killer whale design on its? Uh, I think I just did it because it links to him better, um, and I really love that flint design. But I didn't use those horrible uh, replacement GI Joe stickers. So like the orange stars, that funny star motif in the. I didn't use those because no. <laughs> yeah, the 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 movie GI Joe. Shield, Shield, basically, with that star. I know we said that when you put uh, these things are on our list because they buy it in the box and enjoy it as is, but the Sky Striker definitely benefits from you Googling how to fix the wings so that you can have the wings out and the landing gear in. just makes more sense that way. Um, so definitely something you can do so you can turn it into a project, yes. But, yeah, Sky Striker, you have to have it. Foe Striker, there's nothing I can say about the Foe Striker that Steve and Rob haven't already said, other than I own one. It's freaking amazing. You have to have one. 
the best version of the Or Striker, and you'll get a version of Chuckles that looks like Rodney Dangerfield. Yay! Until you apply some paint and fix his eyes. <laughs> so that's the bonus about that figure you might not have uh, about that vehicle that you may not have expected. As for Cobra vehicles, in his version five, uh, choose your flavor. They come in dark, uh, kind of cyber cybernetic brown, which is my preference. Death red, <laughs> and uh, also black. There is some controversy about the black version. On the box, there's a, a picture of like a dude that's traveling with the his. If I'm not mistaken, at one point there were his tank figures that came out, uh, his tanks that came out with that figure. Those might be super super rare, but uh, you might want to just do some research on that. Don't take my word for it. The most difficult version I hear is the red and the black one to get from last time I checked. But anyway, you got to own this. It's fantastic. It's a great toy. Plus, if you have that Cobra Commander figure that comes with the flag, you can pop the flag on the top of the top of the his tank, so you can have a cool little Cobra flag as it's running around killing GI Joes. So that's always a fun little feature. Uh, the next uh, vehicle in my GI Joe motor pool, uh, my GI Joe list, is the Cobra Fury. It's the rage. It's just remade for the Naughties, or should should I say the Naughty Tens? I don't know, uh, but the Fury is great. Why? Because you add four Alley Vipers to the one Alley Viper that it comes with, and you've got a death-dealing Alley Viper taxi of doom, and it's great. You just you just want that. It's it's cool. It's, it, it needs to be in your collection. The Modern Wolf. Wow, what a bonus! If you get the Modern Wolf mint in box, you get a very cool Ice Viper with it. Uh, not to be confused with the movie's Ice Viper, but you also get a very tasty vehicle that comes with it. The Arctic Skyhawk, and that's a nice bonus. But if you don't want the Arctic Skyhawk, you'll be very, very happy with a modern take on the wolf because the fact that it can accommodate modern era figures means that that awesome snow serpent that Steven has convinced you to buy from his list is going to ride shotgun with the Ice Viper and this very sexy, very unique, a very uniquely Cobra vehicle that's not necessarily modern, but it has all of the modern trimmings. Um, and then... Uh, almost last, the flight pod. Stephen and I are on the same. It's actually so funny when he said it. I was like, I was half expecting something else. But anyway, flight pod, yeah. Uh, it's the best of both worlds. Best of new and the best of old. And the night landing, which if you can get your hands on it, um, at least complete with its footlocker, means that you get updated versions of the Eels Harpoon Launcher, an updated version of the gun for the Cobra Vipers, the Vipers machine gun. It's slightly more streamlined, and it's got a, a much better proportion, which means for you guys who love to do toy photography, it's going to look that much better in your shots. It also comes with weapons that are not easy to come by in the modern era line because they often come with rare figures, and it's got uh, Road Pig's uh, wrist launcher. So if you manage to somehow get yourself a Road Pig, a modern era Road Pig, you've got that wrist launcher for him, that wrist-mounted crossbow. And uh, it makes for a great toy, too. So it's a lot of fun. You, you'll be surprised how much fun you'll have with a plastic boat that comes with a lot of guns. So, yeah, that's that's my uh, wrap-up. If there's one thing I would add to my list, but I can't because I don't own one, is that Ashiko cycle. Um, that's the cycle that turns into armor. So it's very similar to the garlands from Megazon 23, or some people like to insist from Robotech the movie. But anyway, whatever. 
I'm not going to go into that. But it's basically a very sexy ninja-styled-looking motorbike that becomes uh, ex- an exosuit, uh, uh, an armored suit. It's a very finicky toy, but it's definitely something I want in my collection, but I can't put on my list because I don't own one, and I can't recommend it because I don't own one. Boom! That's Paul. Drop the mic. Awesome. <laughs> I don't really mess with, with new-era vehicles too much. I really only want to add one, and that, of course, is the mole pod. So we can all remember that <laughs> dynamic invasion of the pit in the first G.I. Joe movie. In uh, Rob's favorite movie. Yeah. That's, that's, I want to bookend it with the submarine battle, the mole pod. <laughs> oh, I, actually, I love that scene. I can't actually remember that scene. <laughs> it's just A so shocking. A lot of green screen in that scene. Wow. <laughs> I don't think anyone knew what they were reacting to in that pit invasion. <laughs> did uh, did they have a modern version of the Buzzbore? No, I think that's it. That, you were looking it. at it, it's the Molepod. <laughs> what a beauty. Oh, delight. Yeah. And there's like a, a missile in the tip, because that's, yes. that's really smart. <laughs> you know, your, your, your drill bit that is boring through solid rock, you're going to put a, a missile right in the tip. Take it to biology class. It'll make more sense. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think the Molepod can make for some pl- some fun play play things. You could like have a blanket all wadded up, and then the Molepod breaks up the battle lines. You know. I don't know. <laughs> and it came with a, a recolored Crocmaster. Oh, that was hideous, wasn't it? Lava Viper, Mole Viper, or something. <laughs> but, well, uh, you know, look if if you're a fan of Crocmaster. Volcano Viper, thank you, Rob. That's actually pretty sexy sounding, but no. Volcano (laughs) Viper. Yeah. I really honestly don't remember that movie very well at all. I think I've literally only ever watched it once. Come on, Rob, come on over. Let's do movie night and do a live (laughs) YouTube stream. No, please don't. Wait for me to be there, please. How can you forget how can you forget Brandon Fraser as Sergeant Stone? How did you forget that? <laughs> Brandon yeah, but, yeah. I have forgotten that, actually. I've literally the entire movie. You know, have... <laughs> Guys, please don't do that live stream without me. I've got to be there. We'll do our best. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll, we'll do the Transformers film first. Mm. But listeners, you've just heard G.I. Joeberg's top picks for modern era action figures and vehicles. What? So, there are a few things you need to do right now. Maybe open up a few tabs to see <laughs> if there are any uh, auctions closing soon uh, for any of the aforementioned toys. Or maybe you should hit up some of the community pages on Facebook where you might find better deals. Snipe, snipe. The other thing that you need to do is check out Paul's collection video on the tubes as we speak. He shot it. It's a very, very good presentation of his toys. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, Paul, no one's going to see any of your toys (laughs) underneath the cobwebs, dust, and sawdust (laughs) that accumulates on everything in your room. But... That's Johannesburg. Lo and behold, listeners, he has managed an immaculate job. And the way he sets up his action figures, uh, I learned a lot from him. Before I knew Paul, I used to just leave my toys in a drawer. He 
poses everyone exceptionally well in very character-driven poses. Like, you can tell this man is an artist, not just in the fine art sense, but in terms of understanding anatomy and making characters look dynamic. Me, I just put a weapon in a hand and stand him on his own two feet. Anyways, that's enough hype for his collection video. Check it out. I was going to open it up like Jurassic Park, you know, where they like, where you see the, the, the guys like digging in the sand with the, with the brushes and stuff. <laughs> that's how I wanted to open it up. <laughs> <sighs> I'm glad you saved us all the chore that would have been watching that, that process of unearthing your, 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 your collection. collection. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing you need to do, dear listener, if you feel so inclined <laughs> in and amongst buying yourself uh, new cool modern era action figures throw us five bucks our joe fund is doing well but we still need all the help we can get the link is in the description for this episode so if you like our content and you like what we do you can be part of our next great adventure and all the cool stories that we plan on telling even if you have no opportunity to get to JoeCon yourself, we're going to do it for you. And boy, oh boy, are we going to talk some cool Joe all about it. We're going to yep. shoot videos. We're going to sh- do podcast episodes. We're going to record interviews. We're going to shoot the breeze with other G.I. Joe collectors and people we've met through this project. And maybe, just maybe, on the final night of JoeCon, we'll all get out our recent acquisition toys and have a gigantic battle. Mm-hmm. And the live stream. Ooh, absolutely. Too cool. It's going to be cool. amazing. Episodes 150 to 200 is all going to be just Jokon. 50 episodes. We and guarantee by the end of all this, you're going to hate us. That's how good the content's going to be. Uh, no, this is this is what I'm still selling. T-shirts, 75. Yes, it's a chunk. The shirts, The, the shirts are going to matter. We may do these prints again, but they'll be on different color shirts and stuff. This is just going until the end of this uh, run-up. So these will be limited print, and it's just going to be—it's going to be a symbol of when you were kicking ass and we were too because of you. That—that's—that's uh, that's not a fucking line. It just came out. Hmm. No, it's. Uh, Can we have that on a t-shirt? <laughs> nope. It's already been oh. trademarked by Google. No, but uh, <laughs> let's get these guys there, and uh, everybody that's listening is part of this. If you're doing something in Joe, tag your shit properly on social media and you're part of the network. I mean, that's how we do. I don't think we discriminate with anybody. So if you got Joe on your mind, reach out. And oh, by the way, let me let me do one closer. HCC 788 just dropped uh, a mean dog video. HCC, I hope you're marketing this stuff to like Adult Swim because you're, you're there, brother. It's... He does this one line where he's talking about a certain part of the uh, mean dog. Cuts to an expression. Dude, you're dangerously close to meme territory. Careful, brother. That all sounds very ominous. <laughs> because uh, Kujo can sometimes be a bit ambiguous. But I think he's actually praising your uh, your comedic chops there, Mr. HCC. So How many takes? Work, How many takes did it get to get to that percentage of creepy? Because you nailed it. It's awesome. <laughs> okay still not entirely sure whether that's praise gotta watch it gotta watch it yep yep that's on the list of things to do i'm gonna do that right now good night everyone
Yes, yes indeed. This has been G.I. Joeberg, episode 114. Thanks for listening to our stuff. We like you too. Cheers, guys. I've got ankle rotation. Yay! <laughs> That's we one like of the 30 too. points. The <laughs> so long, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.